This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have with this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest of my podcast this week is Payman Nilforush, CEO and co-founder of Empowered. What we saw in the journey leading up to Empowered was essentially interruptive advertising not working. You're looking at 0.05%, not 0.5%, not 5%, 0.05% click-through rate on a banner ad. That's on average, and that's after using tons of technology and targeting and everything that you can imagine. This is not about, this is not about technology, it's not about targeting, it's not about the audience, it's not about any of that. It's really about the form, which is when you're interrupting somebody, you know, they, they, they don't want to engage. They, they just tune out. Did it as an experiment, ended up delivering a 65% increase in consideration. It just blew off every single, you know, advertising that ever done. This is Payment. He's the CEO and co-founder of Empowered, an AI company that enables Fortune 500 brands to discover and amplify trusted content to educate consumers and drive sales. Together with his brother Pirouche, he previously founded NetShelter in 1999 which became the world's largest technology property on the web before being acquired by Ziff Davis in 2013. The company's fast growth earned numerous distinctions in the Inc. 500 and Inc. 1000, Deloitte Technology Fast 500, Profit 100, and the San Francisco Business Times Fast 100. Payman is a media entrepreneur and a visionaire, and he has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, and he was named in the 2010 Who's Who in Business Publishing by B2B Online Media Business Magazine. He was also the recipient of the Profit 100 Young Entrepreneur Award for being the youngest CEO on the Profit 100 list of fastest growing companies in 2009. And by listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, why if you want to deliver real impact, you'd better stay away from the conventional wisdom and approach the problem from the opposite direction. Secondly, that to truly disrupt the market, you not only need an excellent product, but also a revolutionary business model. Shifting from consumption to outcome-based charging is one example of that. And thirdly, why it is not only possible to deliver remarkable impact with a product, but also to create many jobs on top of that. So, Payman, thank you for being uh, on the podcast. Thank you for making time for this. And to give the audience a little bit of an idea about who you are, can you share a little bit about 
your your history and your passions. Thanks for having me, man. So, born in Iran, grew up in Toronto, uh, moved to the Bay Area, and uh, right after the re recession, actually, 2008 hit, and we're like, okay, it's a good time to build a company in the Bay Area. <laughs> so, so we moved. But uh, I've literally grown up in the advertising business. So, uh, my brother and I, back in '99 started a company in Toronto in uh, my parents' basement called Net Shelter. Ended up bootstrapping that all the way to 2008. We used 26 million in venture capital, moved to the Bay Area, and ended up selling uh, that company in 2013 to Ziff Davis. Okay. The journey was all focused on making digital advertising work and really scaling it in one category in our case was selling banner ads to Fortune 500 tech companies that were trying to reach really geeky nerdy blogs whom they would have a very tough time reaching otherwise. Interesting. So you sold it and then and then you started empowered. So we sold it and we started empowered and what we saw in the journey leading up to Empowered was essentially interruptive advertising not working. And people ask me, what is, what's interruptive advertising? I'm like, well, all the banner ads, the pop-ups, the blocking users' experiences, that thing just didn't work. So when we started Net, uh, Net Shelter in 99, I always say this at every conference, people get a laugh out of it. Click-through on a banner ad was over 10%. And... <laughs> Today, if you look at a banner ad click-through rate, right, the spreadsheets that, you know, an agency would look at every day, you're looking at 0.05%, not 0.5%, not 5%, 0.05% click-through rate on a banner ad. That's on average, and that's after using tons of technology and targeting and everything that you can imagine. So when we looked at that and we looked at our clients and we were like, well, you know, this is not about... It's not about technology, it's not about targeting, it's not about the audience, it's not about any of that. It's really about the form, which is yeah. when you're interrupting somebody, you know, they 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 don't want to they don't want to engage. They they just tune out. Yeah, I, I agree. And I I I can only say you're right on that one, because interruptive advertising for me doesn't work either. So what is the big idea behind Empower then? So the big idea is essentially, you know, if, if, if banner ads, interruptive ads don't work, we're, you know, in 2013, we're like, well, what's the next, what's the future of advertising? Because if we can't make advertising work online, digital publishers are going to die. Facebook is going to die. Google is going to die. Then nobody's going to be able to pay their bills. So, so we're like, okay, there's, there's got to be a way to do this in a much more uh, consumer friendly way, in a way that it actually adds value to the consumer. And our idea of that was, well, you know, we learned a lot from NetShelter, our network, which had a ton of amazing, you know, blogs. And we're like, well, consumers want to read. They want to read online. That is something that natively they do online. They love reading. So what if instead of putting banner ads to interrupt their experience, we actually turned articles, reviews, blog posts, any kind of content into an ad. And we got them to read that content. And hopefully it's a positive content, talking good about a brand or giving them information about that brand or getting them excited or inspired or entertained about that brand. And by doing that, we'll get them to engage, something that they're not doing with, that, with banner ads because it doesn't add any value. 
And if you can do that at scale, that's key now, right? So you've talked, we've seen native advertising, advertorials, you know, content marketing. It, you know, the problem is it, it hasn't been able to scale. We're like, if you can do that at scale, then that could essentially replace display advertising. It could replace interruptive advertising and it could huge win-win for everybody, right? Marketers would get much higher ROI because, you know, you can only go up from 0.05% click-through rate and then consumers get something that actually adds value to them. Yeah, interesting. And I think you're right on the, on the reading part because that's what people typically go out for. They want to learn, they want to, they want to educate themselves and once that is giving the right message, they will, they will engage. So that's yeah. We deliver yeah. attention, not clicks. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 become our uh, you know our sort of uh, our tagline because one of our first clients was LG, and LG, you know, it, it was was fed up that their banners weren't deriving consideration. So they're like, "Listen, we're LG, we're not Samsung, we don't have billions of dollars. We need to get we need to get results." And we they were just launched they just launched a new phone, and they're like, "Listen, our problem is when somebody goes to a store to buy an Android phone." not Apple, we're not competing with Apple. If they want to buy an Android phone, we want them to, to actually know about LG and ask about LG. Because today when they go to a to, to store, they just say, hey, can I have a Samsung phone, please? And you know, they're like, they're getting amazing reviews. So we're like, okay, what if you took those reviews and amplified it using us? We'll get it across every single native channel. And uh, you know, we'll get a lot more people to, to engage with your brand than any kind of banner ad. Did it as an experiment, ended up delivering a 65% increase in consideration. So we measured people before they read a positive review about LG, and then we you know, measured it after they read, it, they read the review. And people you know, basically showed that you know, they were much more like, we asked the question, of, are, you more, are, you, are you likely to consider the LG phone after reading this article? And we got a 65% increase in consideration, and it, it blew it, it just blew off every single, you know, advertising they'd ever done, got all the way to their CMO. And in the next couple of years, they essentially made amplifying articles, amplifying content as a core strategy for every single product launch, for every single announcement. And then they started building it as an annual always on into their media plans. Pretty compelling. So, so who is your... your 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 key role that you're targeting is that is that the, the is of course the marketing team are there, is there anyone specific in the marketing team that is going to benefit from your solution so when we started it was all about the digital marketing you know managers directors at the clients they were obviously extremely you know frustrated with the ineffectiveness of banner advertising and they're like okay well, we need something different and they were willing to give anything that was compelling a shot so those guys would, would eat it up they would give us a test and they would they would want to see the performance as we started kind of scaling the business what became pretty clear is you know there's a huge problem they're trying to solve which is when they're, they, were, they were doing it the old way, right? They were going and picking a piece of content. You've seen this on as a sponsored post on Facebook. Everybody takes, they takes a good review. They put it on you know, Facebook. They buy a sponsored post. They put it on you know, some of these native networks, Outbrain, Taboola, some of these you know, sort of the content recommendations 
that everybody hates. They put it there and they try to get people to read the article. And what they're telling us is that, listen, there's so much clickbaiting going on when that happens because all I'm focusing on is changing, give them a catchy title and get somebody to kind of click. But what we're measuring on the back end is like anywhere between 65 to 90% of people that click bounce because we clickbaited them essentially. So it doesn't work. It's, it's not very scalable. You know, we want to get people to, to stay there and, and read, the, read the content. And this was literally the most uh, important decision we made for Empowered, which is like, you know, you're a digital advertising director and you're trying to get somebody to engage with the content. We will actually charge you for engagement. So we say, listen, we're not going to charge you for clicks. We're not going to charge you for impressions. Somebody spends their minimum 15 seconds. And we got the 15 seconds from a study that a company called Chartbeat had done that showed if somebody sits there for 15 seconds, they are going to, 80% of them are going to finish reading that article. And we're like, okay, so that's a great, that's a great, that's a great threshold. And uh, we'll charge you. We'll charge you for that, you know, 15 second engagement. Otherwise, you don't pay anything. They love that. And the client direct loved that. And then they started talking to their agencies. So they're, you know, the media buying agencies that were previously buying banner ads, you know, they got a lot of, the clients excited about it and we got them excited about it and they contacted the agency we started meeting with the ad agencies that part was a little tricky because you know typical ad agencies are not necessarily designed to you know do something different and innovative they want something that is you know kind of fit the box so uh we started you know building a whole framework around what is this and we're like okay you guys want to call it native advertising content marketing whatever bucket that kind of fits your 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 uh, budget, but ultimately, you know, let's do this in a, in a way that's very scalable. And yeah. we focused on kind of going back to the beginning of the call where you're like, you know, technology plus, you know, service. We we started building a pretty deep uh, AI machine learning algorithm in order to deliver content to consumers at the most efficient cost focusing on engagement. So focusing on getting somebody to read the content at the cheapest possible price and spending more than 15 seconds there. And that's when we got the attention of the ad agencies. They're like, okay, you're going to give me price efficiency. I'm buying media. You're going to call, you're going to get me much, much better costs than anywhere, any other, you know, any of the ad networks that I'm working. If I'm using your platform, and, and programmatic was obviously taken off. And we're like, listen, this is a programmatic way to distribute content. Guarantee that it's going to be more, most efficient. And then we started delivering results. That's when we started getting a real scale behind our business. And, and the ad agency started to, you know, if LG was with one ad agency, they started telling, you know, the same ad agency had an account, had, had the Jaguar Land Rover account and, and so on and so forth. And they started, you know, the word started spreading and they started getting excited about us. That's powerful, right? I mean, if you start to, but the whole history has been about charging for output, and now you're starting to charge for outcomes, which is a win-win for, which is a big win for the customer, but yep. it's also the best incentive for you to make your product even better. A hundred percent, because that feedback means everything. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, who who doesn't want to go for that? Because I mean, if there's no engagement, you don't you pay nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And that mapped back, you know, every, you know, I think it was at the time uh, a company called Moat uh, was just acquired by Oracle 
for like just under a billion dollar and their entire focus was getting marketers attention based metrics instead of click based metrics. So this pendulum was starting to really swing toward attention and engagement. And that's what we've been delivering to them. So they were really getting excited about that. So, so what wonders and what, what question that comes up is if your platform, I mean, the, the, the digital marketer is providing the content, then it goes to the platform and you figure out where, who, who, to, who to bring it to at what point in time to, to, to increase the engagement. Do you also come back to the, to the digital marketer with recommendations about how to improve the, the quality of the content? You, you nailed that question because that's literally what's happened. So, so what happened is, you know, we've, we've had a couple, we've, auto has been a big category for us. And because, you know, people read reviews before they buy cars, obviously. And, and that's, that's, that's really been, you know, tested and, and, and very, very effective when, when, when they've done it with us. So one of the, one of the major auto manufacturers literally start you know start using our platform and we start obviously distributing their their best reviews uh car and drivers all the different kind of websites some of the blogs and and they 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 started kind of measuring what's happening and they had assumed that their cars they had a sport car that this sport car is actually should be targeted the target demographic for this are male and younger right 18 to 25 and we started distributing the content and we're like, okay, we're getting literally the highest engagement toward the female and a little bit older. <laughs> and just like, like completely different now, than the assumption. And, and we're like, listen, uh, you know, we, we're getting this and we're, we're, this is not just like on, you know, hundreds of thousands. This is getting to be, you know, millions of dollars that we're spending. The results are, are consistent. So we sit down. With the client, we're like, guys, we, you know, part of this, we do a quarterly business review with, with the agency and the, and the client direct. And we're like, guys, this is what's happening. And they're like, wow, this is, this is, this is news to us. So, so they literally took that information. They passed it to their content creation team, their CMO. And they're like, listen, we, we really got to, A, you know, change our, you know, not change drastically the core, but really refine our messaging. And, you know, obviously refine the contents that we're creating to better align with this, this target demographic. And it actually made a significant difference. And we're now seeing this over and over again. And actually, one of the Forrester analysts, his name is Ryan uh, Skinner. And I'll, 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 tell you, I'll send you his context. But he's been talking a lot about what you just said, which is the distribution strategy that you put in for your content as a feedback loop that directly informs your content creation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, of course that's that's uh but you're giving it in a more in a more how do you say that human way so to say because you, you analyze the data and you and you provide it in a quarterly review. But do you believe that your solution at the end will also come back with pre- prescriptive guidance from a technology perspective? So that that the AI is really talking back to the to the content creators in, in real time. So a lot of, yes, the, the, the short answer to that is yes, absolutely. What we build is a, is a software and, you know, log in, you know, see the contents that, that's, that's most, uh, you know, sort of like getting, getting the highest engagements out there, find the contents that is telling the story and then use our platform to amplify it and then see where, where, where it's getting the highest engagement and what demographics and on across what channels and what time of day and all that data 
kind of you know put gives you that info to 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 create you know better and more aligned content and so you know today that's possible right an agency or brand could literally log in and do this and and get that data in near real time right and 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 literally have a very sophisticated content creation and amplification strategy that is you know aligning with their consumers uh in a in a near, on a near real time basis the the challenge that that we're seeing a lot is you know most of the agencies and the brands they're very much understaffed right as you know they don't really have the manpower to be able to do this and in those cases what we do is we really partner up with them we're like listen we have account managers we have experts that are very good at this and you know we don't want this to be a long term thing we just want this to be you know getting you guys on board getting you guys trained getting getting you guys really getting value and then at some point the sooner you're able to sort of you know take over and and start running this a the more value you get out of it b the less cost you know for you and c you now have could literally act in real time using technology true yeah exactly so out of the, the development process because that has been going on for a couple of years now what have you seen as the, the the one two or possibly three most remarkable things that you've done to the platform or to create to create the impact that you want to create right now or that you are creating right now yep so and this has actually happened in a particular order for us so the the first one the and i would argue probably the biggest one right was right off the bat you know the decision that you know we're we're getting this feedback from our clients right that the clicks are not working for them impressions are not working for them and engagement is the name of the game right that was really a fundamental decision that we made it was a leap of faith because you know not every marketer was there 4 years ago when we first started and that was a huge decision that that led us into you know big brands get, taking a chance on us you know we were a small startup yeah we're out of san francisco but there's a lot of hype here you know that doesn't necessarily have substance so they took took a chance on us and we really focus on making it work for them making it perform for them you know no matter what just like you know getting them their results we did that with you know we've done that with auto consumer electronic travel finance beauty you know tra- travel so various industries and as we did that we're like okay so so now what's the the next the next thing we got to solve for for these marketers is price right so they're paying you know x amount of dollars per engagement and when we first started the company that x amount was $5 very expensive to pay for engagement but you know obviously they love the quality and we're the, the first platform the only platform out there still today but we're like okay we to to really scale this we got we got to work on this uh, price so you know we 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 today we're able to offer this at 50 cents to a dollar it's a dynamic pricing and what we've done to enable this is essentially four years of heavy development in in back end sort of you know machine learning ai literally using engagement data so this is all somebody clicks on an article they go to the website they go to car drivers they start reading the article we have we have iframe technology that enables us to collect engagement data and then being able to do that you know using you know millions of dollars in advertising spends across various categories all of a sudden we have we we find ourselves with this very rich engagement data 
that we can, we start now, you know, running machine learning and AI algorithms to essentially figure out if this is a content about an SUV, luxury SUV, you know, if we've done it for five clients, we are starting to see a very clear pattern of where it's getting the highest engagement, what image, what title, what channels, what targeting, right? And we're now connected to 40 different native advertising channels. So we started with Facebook and Yahoo, added essentially every native network, Outbrain, Tabula, Triple Lift, you know, ShareTrue, all of them. And we're like, okay, now, now we got to get, we got, we got, we need the machine to really deliver. And as, as we start seeing, you know, how, how effective that is, I mean, we literally went from $5 to, uh, to 50 cents. We're like, okay, this is where we got to really invest. So, you know, it helps to be in the Valley because we have access to some of the brightest minds, but it's also extremely competitive as you know. Yeah. So we started really focusing on getting just key talent, people that are that want to build a startup to really kind of focus on building the algorithm, building the technology. And, you know, when we launched cost, uh, dynamic cost per engagement in the summer, we put out a press release, it's on our website. It basically, you know, eliminating waste for paid content amplification, using artificial intelligence and providing them with a dynamic price where if they start, you know, when the campaign started, if the cost per engagement was a dollar, and we got it down to fifty cents. They pay fifty cents, and it also incentivizes them to run it for a longer period of time. Because if it runs for, you know, a month, it might get down to I don't know eighty cents. If it runs for, you know, six months to a year, it could go down to fifty cents, maybe lower. So that because the longer it goes, the more it learns. So that essentially became a real core for our business. So that's so that's sort of the second thing that they that we did that I thought was 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 key to our success and the third thing was you know we've always said this business is all about our people right it's about the people that we have and their passion for building this company so we really started in kind of bringing subject matter experts on board people that are on the account management side on the sales side they have a real passion for amplifying content and for content marketing. So, so kind of take an approach of like, you know, don't go out there selling a product, go out there and offer a solution and be very consultative with the brands to figure out how to solve problems for them. And that really made a huge impact for us. Always, always, exactly. Yeah, spot on. I mean, this is the way you should launch your product. Good, good stuff. So, I mean, was there anything in your... In your in the journey of the of the product strategy or or well the, the whole the whole product journey where you said no to i mean of course if, when you start you can go in so many different directions was there anything that you deliberately said no to because you wanted to stay on track and to deliver the vision as it as it was created so i wish i had my brother and co-founder on, on this call because he's literally the visionary that's built the entire platform and he will tell you that on a daily basis He's making decisions on, you know, going a completely different direction, making decisions that would have taken us on a completely different different traction and a different direction. And I think to his credit, because of the vision that he's had for, for this company and for the product from the beginning, he's literally kept the product so on track to deliver engagement using artificial intelligence and results. And, we, you know, there's there's so many distractions, right? For example, sure. you know, the ability to find you the best content, 
right? So, so the, or, or even the ability to go out there and create content or the ability to, you know, to, to go out there and like, you know, create, create this amazing sort of like, you know, content recommendation engine, right? There, there's all these things that you can do using, using the technology. And yet we really stay focused on one thing and one thing only, which is delivering engagement with the content and then, you know, mapping back to the client's KPI. One of the things that we've done, I think that really grounded us and, and the product build, we created an advisory board early on of, of, not, of not just random people that are smart, but our clients, literally our core clients. And, and that's been tremendous. Like, you know, LG was one of the first ones. We've added numerous different ones you know, that are just literally the, the people that are running the show at the different brands on a very tactical level. We do a 30 minute call with them, try to do it on a monthly basis. It's very focused on the product and on their biggest problem. And some of the things like, for example, the clickbaiting, the need for engagement, the need for a call to action after somebody reads an article came as a result of direct input from them. And we took that to heart and we prioritized those features. Yeah, yeah. At the end, it's about creating this, the, the biggest impact. But sometimes customers don't want, don't know what they want, you know. But uh, and that's that's the art, I guess. You know, man, that's so true. That is so true. And and I, again, going back to uh, credit to my brother Hughes uh, as kind of the the visionary for the product. You know, it's like asking the question of what is the problem and what is it that they're not getting, and then really listening and understanding. Not just what they want, but what do they truly need? Yeah, yeah, true. There's uh, different ways to kind of go about it, and this is definitely uh, one one way to do it. So, I mean, out of all the lessons that you've learned so far, selling this and, and getting this to market, for a marketeer that's listening, what would be an advice to you, from you? How should a marketeer should will start to think different here? So, I think you know almost all our adult life in advertising, we've seen the whole gamut of, you know, things that obviously used to work, they don't work anymore. You got to take a you know, different stab at it. The consumer is different. So I think what, what's always worked in advertising and even in, you know, different industries is looking at the consumer, looking at their journey, right? And understanding what is the journey that the consumer is going through. We uh, just actually came off, came back from uh, Vegas. We did JD Power. We had an entire session on how artificial intelligence is eliminating paid media waste for content amplification. And in that presentation, the focus was this is auto marketer. So we focus on the journey that auto uh, auto consumer takes before they buy a car. And yeah. you know, Forrester has put out this that you know it takes uh, somebody eleven pieces of content they have to read 11 pieces of content before they they purchase a car every cmo that went on stage talked about there's 26 different touch points before somebody purchased a car so you know really focusing on what the what their customer goes through the consumer journey and and really studying that understanding that lg did the exact same thing they're like okay we are everything, every survey that we're doing is our consumers are reading, have, relying heavily on reviews to make decisions. Understanding that consumer journey is so key because once you understand it, then you start thinking, okay, if I'm putting out, for example, banner as interruptive ads out there, if I'm, if I'm bombarding people with that, 
But the journey is completely disconnected. My customer is actually reading content and trying to figure out what to buy. Then you're like pretty quickly when we go out there, you know, other innovative companies go out there and talk to them and they're like, look, this is important. They connect, right? Even, even though we're talking about a, a, a benefit and, and a company and, and a product, you know, obviously we need to get better. You know, companies need to be better, better at, at talking about the solution, not the product. But the marketer would really connect with them if they studied their consumer and understand that behavior and, and, and align their strategies with it. And not be afraid to change, you know, and, and take risk. I mean, in our case, we've had marketers that have taken the risk with us. And, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. We start, we've, we've started some, some of these issues with, you know, $100,000 test, $150,000 test. And, you know, all of a sudden that's led to multi-million dollar buys because once you prove it out with a test, it's easy to justify the spend. Especially when you have a pricing model that's about engagement. 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, the, 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 then the engagement will, will translate into, into business. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I think part of where we are today with, with how new artificial intelligence is to many different organizations, it's also about, you know, at what point in time will someone say, you know, enough is enough? I mean, maybe they say, okay, if I have 1% click-through rate or, or, or on, on banners, well, then, then I'm doing a real, kind of a relatively good job. If, if it's 1.5%, I'm doing a fantastic job. But I don't realize it could be 3% or 5 you know, it's like challenging the status quo and uh, like what you have in your hands. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I think what's what the other thing that's helping is you know, like Forrester put out was it Gart- either Gartner or Forrester put out and in, in, in a very detailed like you know thirty forty pages research recently. It's called the end of advertising as we know it. And I'll actually send this to you because I think you would appreciate it. In there. They are literally focusing on the consumer and their journey and how interruptive advertising is, is essentially completely like throwing your money away. And it, it, is, it is powerful because they've looked at data across different verticals and they've like studied the consumer and they're like, you know, this is so obvious and so clear that it's, it's actionable. And I feel like that is when you're like, enough is enough. I mean, and we've had those conversations. I would tell you in the past four years, we've been evangelizing for the first three years. Yeah. The past years, we've been having a lot of great meetings. We're in the meetings. We've had a major CMO or, you know, VP or director and a major brand literally tell their team, listen, this banner ads aren't doing anything for us. Why don't we just cut most of the spend and move it to content? And they've done it. So, so that's where, that's where, you know, now it's not every brand, it's some of the innovative brands and, you know, you have the, the leaders and the laggers, but, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely moving that direction. And, but to your point, I think there is going to be an inflection point where the majority of the brands are just going to say, listen, this thing is just not working. Let's stop it. Let's move all the money to stuff that's working. Exactly. Taking that, uh, that decision. Yep. So, so what's next for you? What is your greatest aspiration? For us, you know, I think looking at this market and we, we, with our last company, it was all about, you know, we want to be the category leader and, and category leadership with NetShot that was biggest in the tech, tech, technology media was so defined. It was CNET, Zip Davis, you know, uh, IEG. And we're like, okay, if we're number one, we have the highest reach, high scale. 
we win, you know, because we have, we, we have the best solution for the marketers. And Ziff Davis bought it for that reason. They want it to be number one in the category. For Empowered, you know, the vision is, you know, in order for content uh, distribution to replace interruptive advertising, you really need the AI and to create real scale. And we've invested heavily in that. And we've done that, you know, with, with, a, with a bootstrapped startup you know, with our own money, no, no, you know, external capital, any of that. And, and we've done it effectively. And now we just got to really take that to the next level, right? So using the success that we've had in different categories and helping marketers in those categories that are currently not necessarily spending, you know, a lot of their money in, in content distribution to see the results and then, and then start moving that direction. So our goal is literally being a category leader and, and really the only platform that marketers use to amplify content. And if we're able to do that effectively, we really transform this industry. And, and that's what we, that's what gives, gives like everybody here a lot of passion. I can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your big ask? And how can people that are listening to the podcast, how can they help you? So, you know, I think, from a standpoint of like the, the biggest success we've had with marketers is the, the ones that are, you know, the, the ones that are really taking chances and they're, they're like, okay, listen, let's listen to the consumer. Let's figure out what they're doing and, and try to try to go out there and, you know, learn their consumers and, and, and do something different and, you know, make an impact for the brand. So, so the biggest ask for us is like, you know, listen to you know what's happening with with your buyers right if you're in if you're selling insurance you know if you're you know like i always give this 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 example of uh you know wells fargo which is actually one of our clients they've been doing a tremendous job creating content uh, they're content creators themselves you know they have their own blog and you know they i i read a content you know i read a piece of article yesterday it was about how do you manage cash flow as a as a as a business and i'm like listen this is really valuable content but i would read that i mean we have a sophisticated finance team but any business would read that and would get value out of it and i'm like okay what if every brand really looked at content distribution and content you know both the creation of content and the distribution of content and looked at it as if they're thinking about their search strategy their social strategy, and they, they actually formed a real content strategy, a real content team, a content department, and really did this in a significant way. I think that will put them ahead of their competitors in a big, big ways. And I think, you know, if we can be, if we can have a part in helping them get there and helping them have the proof points and the results to, you know, make that happen and get the budgets, I mean, that's, that would be the biggest kind of impact that we can hopefully make for them and for, for the industry. Inspiring. So where can people go to find out more about the company, Empowered, and uh, to say hi to you? Yeah, so very, I'm very social. <laughs> you know, LinkedIn, you know, you reach out on LinkedIn. So, you know, on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm very much looking at, looking forward to connecting to new people. So just, just, you know, send me a message, connect with me. Easy, very easy to, to, to connect. Definitely on Twitter. I have a really funny handle. It's called the Paymon T T S E Paymon. Uh, my first name P E Y M A N. And, uh, and, and you know, funny story is basically I couldn't get my own handle, so I had to I had to create a, a different one. And 
So, uh, so that's, that's me on Twitter and email came on P E Y M A N at empowered I N P W R D.com. You know, I read every single email, respond to it, love to connect uh, with people that are passionate about content, content marketing, content distribution, advertising, you know, you name it. And obviously artificial intelligence, what is done for a business is been transformational. If it wasn't because of AI and machine learning, obviously we wouldn't be able to offer the value we, we do, you know, and offer the most efficient cost per engagement and all of that stuff. So, you know, also engineers, you know, people that are kind of like really deep in machine learning that want to just talk. I mean, our CTO, one of the smartest guys, you know, he's been doing this uh, with obviously my co-founder, you know, Piru's and they build a great, great platform. So even if you want to bounce ideas, do meetups, all of that stuff, we're up for it. You know, we're a startup bootstrap, uh, profitable in Soma, uh, in San Francisco. And uh, we're, we're definitely up to throwing events and do all that kind of fun stuff to uh, kind of gain knowledge together and learn more about both artificial intelligence and machine learning, as well as, uh, you know, content marketing, native advertising, and, you know, the industry as a whole. Cool. I'm sure people will reach out to you. Well, thank you very much. This was really inspiring and I've learned a lot myself, but uh, very strong points. And I, I definitely like your, but actually you're one of the few that I've spoken so far that have taken the commercial model to, a, to an outcome-based model, which I really, I really like. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Man. And thank you for reaching out and please keep doing it. Uh, I feel like there, there's, a, there's more and more need for podcasts uh, like yours where you're really kind of talking about you know, what is the, how do you create technology and, and combine it with people to offer value? I couldn't agree with you more that there's a lot of like the opposite viewpoint, which is like AI is going to take our jobs. And like, and a lot of that is not true. It's, it's, it's really about AI and, 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 you know, kind of augmenting technology to offer that with people to offer the most value. So please keep doing it and appreciate the, appreciate the time. Well, thank you very much. I will sure, for surely keep doing this because this is definitely something that I feel passionate about. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And for everybody that's listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Payment Neil Farouche, CEO and co-founder of Empowered. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode.
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come through. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, 